Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Coach Mike on the controls. Coming to you live from Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome into our friends down in Franklin County on WZYX, the Eagle. Five minutes past the hour here. If you missed any part of the first hour, which covers exclusively high school sports, you are more than welcome to go. Encouraged, even. Check it out. Yeah. You can download the podcast, or you can watch it on Facebook Live, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, or you can watch it on our Twitter right now, which is pretty cool, at SM underscore TN Sports. So, and all of the stuff that we talk about, well, not all, but virtually all of the things we talk about in that first hour are available in written format on sm-tnsports.com. So there's, if you want to find the information, we want to give it to you. So is that what we call a shameless plug that? Well, it's not shameless. (laughs) It's a good one though. It's It's, it's, it it, it is shameless. We have no shame. It's it's so shameless that uh, Billy Joel and Garth Brooks are shameless. (laughs) Anyway, we are so excited to have with us on the telephone today, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, Jacksonville State Athletics Director, Waynesboro native, former NCAA Men's Final Four Media Coordinator team member, FCS championship selection committee for the playoffs, Mr. Greg Seitz. Greg, what's going on? Thanks for joining us. Man, uh, uh, that's quite the introduction. I appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> I tell you, you're a true Gamecock fan there. And, uh, I'm a Greg Seitz fan. That's what I am. Well, thanks so much. I'm a, I'm a Bo Patton and Chris Yow fan. I can tell you that for sure. Well, we appreciate that. I, I – I, too, am a member of the Greg Seitz fan club and have been for quite some time. But, um, Greg, um, kind of mixed emotions here. Congratulations to your your Gamecock football program as they head out the door of the Ohio Valley Conference with yet another championship um, as a MTSU grad when they were in the OVC. I, I kind of – have a bit of an affinity for that league and, and hate to see you guys leave on one hand anyway. On another, it's probably going to allow from some, for some different folks to win some championships. <laughs> but um, 
you guys are headed to the playoffs, and and it's going to look a little different this time. Yeah, it really is. You know, obviously, you know, none of us envisioned, you know, 14 months ago that we'd be playing football in the spring of 2021. But, uh, you know, we're certainly very excited about the opportunity. And, um, you know, people in, in the South and certainly in the state of Alabama, they love football regardless of what time of year it is. Football anytime. I, I've I've long been on the FCS should play in the spring bandwagon, but that's another story for another day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> trying to get some TV yeah, dollars, I mean, Greg. Trying to get some TV dollars. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> that, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and the, you know, there are some advantages in the spring. You don't have to, you know, you don't go up against the NFL and stuff. But but honestly, Chris, the biggest thing is, you know, schools like us, we need those guarantee games, and we all know those FBS teams aren't going to be playing in the spring, so. I think that'd be the biggest hurdle for us to, you know, if, if there was ever a move to try and move FCS to the spring, I think that. I have a solution for that too. You played, you you played four games this fall. You can play two next year as part of your spring practice. Right. So like you take, you, you have your, you have your fall practice, you play two games and then you play your conference in the, in in the spring. I I see this as a win-win for everyone. Yeah. No, you make a you make a see, valid point there. We just see, you know see how it goes from there. So. <laughs> I'll I'll call I'll call up the NCAA. Mark Emmert has. I'll, I'll get his phone number. We'll we'll, we'll make this happen. Next I week. don't think Mark Emmert is who you want to call. <laughs> he's not the guy. Yeah. No, no, he, he's not. Uh, but you've you've got you've got questions. Chris has answers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how high this is on Mark Emmert's list of to do things right now. Right. <laughs> I think he's still reeling from the whole basketball postseason at this point. But um, we're speaking on the um, Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jacksonville State Athletics Director Greg Seitz. Um, Greg, you spoke to, you know, the whole spring football concept and that kind of thing. You guys are now in the postseason. That's a 16-team playoff, which is a reduction. Is that right? It is normally, uh, well, you know, we have 24 teams in the playoffs when they're in the fall. But due to there was roughly around 30 FCS schools that opted out for playing in the spring, and you know, the Ivy League certainly was the first first league to to get out of of playing in the spring. And then you guys probably saw it and followed as you was following FCS football in the spring. Uh, you know, the Colonial had a lot of issues as well. Uh, some games were getting canceled. And so especially there the last two to three weeks, more more schools decided to opt out. Uh, and I think that total ended up getting close to 40 schools. So we have 127 in our subdivision. So when they took 40 out, um, you know, that, that that's one of the reasons they reduced the, the bracket from 24 to 16. So, uh, but, you know, we're excited to continue to be one of those 16 teams that are still playing. So. Yeah, got a top four seed in the playoffs. Uh, kind of wanted to go. Uh, one of the reasons that we had that we wanted to have you on is because you were uh, a former chair of the selection committee, and that process. How does how does that process work from from kind of the beginning? I mean, do you, you guys obviously have some auto bids, but finding those at large bids and and piecing together a playoff system, it has got to be tough. Yeah, you know, it, it is. So, uh, I, and I'm going to talk just on the normal 24 sure. uh, team bracket. 
you guys don't mind. So, so in the FCS football, we have 10 conferences that get an automatic qualifier, which normally leaves us 14 at large bursts. Uh, to do it. So as we transitioned this year to the spring, we, we still had the 10 AQs, but the at-large was reduced to 16. So, um, you know, that that's uh, that's the difference. And, you know, it, it's pretty easy, just like it always is, is, you know, those at-large, you know, those first 10, 11, they, they jump out pretty, pretty quick on you. You know, it's those last two to three teams, what separates them from, an, from another team. So what the committee does is once they get in the room and start looking at that, we 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 call it scrubbing the resume. So they'll, we'll put both resumes up on the screen and and take a look at it. And you know if they both have similar records, then we kind of look. Okay, do they have a common opponent? And did one of those teams maybe uh, have a win against that common opponent, and the other one did not? Certainly, head to head is always kind of our first um, first thing we would always take a look at. So you know if we're looking at Jacksonville State, Murray State as two teams we're comparing, but Jacksonville State beat them head to head. That's certainly going to have uh, you know going to carry a lot of weight in the room and fortunately for us this year we had an fbs win actually the only fbs win uh, by the fcs this year so honestly that carries about in the committee's eyes you know 85 scholarships compared to 63 so an fbs win certainly it's honestly like having an extra uh, it's really like having two uh, bonus uh, fcs wins so that that always carries a lot of weight and uh, i think that's the reason that we ended up with the number four seed was by finishing nine and two and uh, leading Florida State there at halftime and, and being very competitive with them in the first game of the year and then getting that FBS win over Florida International to close out the fall. Yeah, I, and despite the the home loss to Austin P, which uh, solidified that I'll never be in attendance at another Jacksonville State football game because <laughs> the last two that I've been to, we have not played well. So I'm pretty well going to watch on television from now on. Um, <laughs> that none, nonetheless, still getting that top four seed. When you're when you're looking at, at now, there weren't ten AQs in this one. Were there? Did did the CAA and the the Ivy League do they typically get AQs? Well, so the Ivy League does not participate in the playoffs. Gotcha. Okay. So they are not. But uh, there was actually eleven. Okay. The MEAC, the MEAC and the SWAC typically play in in what they call the celebration bow. But right. um, this year there wasn't going to be a celebration bow in the spring, so they had and they had been approved for one, but they did not meet the minimum number of games. They had a lot, you know. The Northeast was a little different than we were in the South from the pandemic standpoint, and unfortunately, they didn't get to play. They only had three teams competing in the MEAC this year, and they didn't get an opportunity to play to play the full round robin schedule that was required. So they had to end up opting out. Um, so we did have 10 AQs this year with six okay. at large. Now, wow. you know, certainly the Missouri Valley had a strong year and they got four of those six at large teams. And then yeah. the other one, one went to the big sky and one to the colonial this year. It's, it's odd not seeing a number next to North Dakota state. Mm. Yeah. But I can tell you the rest of the FCS is happy about that. No kidding. That. Not, but but are they though? Because I mean, even as an unseated team, they're still dangerous, and and they've got one of the yeah, but they got one travel. of the top quarterbacks in the country. At, well, Trey Lance doesn't play. Is he not playing? No, he doesn't play in the spring, uh, which is yeah. one reason that they've not been very good this year on on a North Dakota State level. They also have to travel to Eastern Washington. They don't get to play in the Fargo Dome, which is going to be another 
hurdle for them to overcome in the playoffs. But that's another hurdle to spring football, as you and I have discussed. Yes. I mean, because the reason Trey Lance isn't playing is because he's getting himself ready for the NFL draft and, and going to the next level. And, you know, explaining that to your teammates and that kind of thing, hi, dudes, I'm out. That's the biggest yeah. hurdle mm-hmm. to me. But, hey, I don't know. Greg, any thoughts on my mini rant there? Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we'd have to look and see if the NFL could certainly move that, you know, the the draft and date back. But, I mean, North Dakota State is certainly not the same team they were in the fall when, you know, Trey's, you know. But, I mean, you can't blame him, right? He's going to be, what, the top five round draft pick. And But I tell you guys, when you look at that bottom half of the bracket, I'm thankful we're in the top half because that North Dakota State, Eastern Washington, that's a semifinal matchup. Mm-hmm. And then if they win it, then they got to play. They got to go to Sam Houston, who I mean, they've had an outstanding spring this year, and you know, tra- traditional power as well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that bottom half of the bracket, I, I love our draw with uh, Davidson uh, out of the Pioneer League, and then we get to play Delaware, which would be a home game for us as well, uh, out of the Colonial. You know, and they, and you know, I know some of the James Madison folks aren't happy they weren't the AQ. Uh, and that was on a vote by their athletic directors. Delaware is a really, really good team, though, and they, you know, they ended up getting the AQ out of the Colonial this year. So if we can find a way out of that, then we're in the semifinals against South Dakota State. And hey, you never know when you get into those games, right? Yeah, you know, the, I don't know much about Southern Illinois or, or or Weber State, but I know that South Dakota State has a is probably going to end up in the semifinals. I'm glad to be on the left side of this bracket, though, because like you said, the other side includes North Dakota State, Eastern Washington, Sam Houston, and James Madison. That is a loaded bracket. Loaded. And Missouri State. Yeah. Who is yeah, also exactly. very good, by the way. Yeah, well, I think everybody knows their coach, right? Bobby Petrino. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done a great job of getting them back. This this is going to be a lot of fun in, uh, in, in the FCS as the playoffs continue. Do you think this – this 16-team spring playoff could bring some some needed exposure to the FCS and the level of football that it plays? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, I agree 100% with that. You know, our semifinals, you guys may not be aware, but our, both our semifinal games are going to be on May the 8th and broadcast on ESPN2. Mm-hmm. But um, our, our championship game is going to be on the ABC network. So, you know, wow. certainly if you can get on one of the major, you know, over-the-air networks like like an ABC, you're automatically going to increase your viewership and, and have the opportunity there just to get in front of a lot of people who may not. Uh, I know it's hard to believe that on this show, I'm sure everybody gets access to ESPN, but – um, but just have the opportunity to play on the, over the air like ABC in the championship game is really huge for our subdivision because we just don't get many opportunities to to play in front of that large of an audience. Now we we have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline Jacksonville State Athletics Director and Waynesboro native Greg Seitz. Greg, spinning ahead just a little bit. Um, you guys, as I said, are are going out of the Ohio Valley Conference and stepping into the league that prefers to be referred to as the A-Sun Conference. Um, for some reason, they don't like Atlantic. But at any rate... <laughs> Central Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, okay. All right. Point, point taken. <laughs> anyway, um, 
right now, the ASUN doesn't have football. Is that right? As of this moment, next year will be yeah, their first that, year as a league. It will, yeah. And honestly, that's that's what was so attractive, Mo, for for us to to we had the opportunity to build this conference up from the ground, right? I mean, since they they were one of the few uh, FCS conferences out there that did not have football, and I'm I'm just going to be honest and straight up, we wanted to build the premier and best. We want to be better than the Missouri Valley or the Colonial from a football standpoint. And so we have five schools that are the founding members of that with Kennesaw State, Central Arkansas, Jacksonville State, who are parental top 15 teams year in and year out. Then we've got North Alabama and Eastern Kentucky, who both have won national championships in the past. Uh, and, of course, North Alabama is transitioning as well. But uh, And then, you know, we wanna, we're going to add two to three more other schools, you know, within the coming, um, you know, months to a year to get our seven to eight schools that will be ASUN football and the school, we've had some great discussions with, with some of these other schools. And once this whole thing shakes out, we, we feel like that we are going to be, um, you know, we're going to be right there with the Missouri Valley every year and, and get three bids in every year, at least two to three bids in every year. And it's, it's really going to be a, a force to reckon with, we hope, in the FCS football. We want to be the SEC of the FCS, to be honest. I guess you don't want to tell us who any of those schools are that you were talking to. No, I, I wish I could, but, you know, it'd be great if we're able to to, to announce those break some uh, news. pretty soon. Uh, I'd love to break know. some news. We're always about breaking some <laughs> news here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, if possible. But the point that I was getting to is the ASUN Conference, because Central Arkansas, won't have an AQ in the fall. Is that right? Well, actually, we will. So, so we 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 applied for and uh, will be approved for an automatic qualifier this year. Mo's going to be just a little different. If you remember, there was four teams that were uh, that moved or transitioning out of the Southland to go to uh, the WAC. So we partnered with those four schools, and then it's going to be Central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, uh, and so they're we're all going to play under the ASUN umbrella for one year. And then Kennesaw North Al is going to stay in the Big South for the fall of 21, just because this thing came together so fast from a scheduling standpoint. But then in the fall of 22, Kennesaw North Al will transition to us. Those four other uh, Southland schools, WAC, will, will go to the WAC. And so we will have an AQ actually in the fall under the ASUN's name, which was very important to us. Um, you know, and then as we look to add those other two to three additional schools, You've got to have six football playing schools to qualify for an mm-hmm. AQ, and so we're, uh, we're 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 not going to have a problem meeting meeting that threshold. And uh, so this this fall we'll have an ASUN champion that will get uh, an AQ. So instead of so now there'll be eleven AQs instead of ten. Who are those four we, Southland programs that are going to play with so, y'all? Sam, it's a great schedule, but it's it's Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, Lamar, and Abilene Christian. Goodness you, gracious. You need, you need none of those to win the AQ, right? Oof. Because you don't That's want right. your, you yeah. don't want your first A Sun AQ to be a white not team. be an AQ an, an A Sun team. Yeah, that's exactly right. Probably just like the OVC didn't want Jacksonville State mm. to be the AQ this year, right? Oh, so, I, I feel quite yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you make a, you make a great point on that. Well, so, Sam yeah, Houston. No Sam Houston will certainly have something to say about that. Oh, I can question. certainly tell you. 
Man, oh, yeah. Greg, thanks so much for hanging out with us today and giving us some insight on uh, how the FCS playoffs kind of get selected and uh, everything else going on in, in your world. We appreciate your time, as always, and we thank you for the quick turnaround uh, as we were able to secure yeah. you last night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. I'm happy to. And, uh, you know, Chris, to your point, you need to watch on the ESPN Plus or 3 Saturday. Do not come yes. in, in person if we've been playing bad. So. I will certainly so not be in. <laughs> Burgess Snow will not have me in it in, in in a very long time. I can I can assure you, I will not be in Burgess Snow for the for the foreseeable future, at least for the next uh, hope. I guess two games because uh, yeah, the exactly semi, right. semifinals yeah. and finals will be elsewhere. It, are the finals in Frisco? They will be. Yeah, it'll okay. be at Frisco on May the sixteenth, which is a Sunday. So it'll be at two o'clock on uh, on ABC television as yeah. well. That's going to be awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. We will talk to you very soon. That sounds great. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. And thanks again for allowing me to come on. Hey, thank you for coming on, Greg. We appreciate it. Stay cocky, fear the beat, go Jack State, all those things. Greg Seitz on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Braves and a fantastic performance by New York native Ian Anderson. All that and more when we return. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stick around. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.